are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 30th, 31st I guess is when this will go up when you're listening to this, Wednesday edition, Tuesday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, current editor and writer over at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today, NBA Wire sites. We are back here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me once again, and it's a pleasure to be back with you. haven't done one of these late-night ones. Normally, I'm doing these in the morning, but hey, the Blazers had a nice win tonight. I was up watching, I figured, hey, I'll, I'll make the podcast tonight. We'll have something to talk about in the morning, and uh, really, really... Uh, I thought a, an impressive win tonight for the Portland Trail Blazers. They won tonight. We're also going to talk about the Blake Griffin trade, which affected the team that they faced tonight, but also affects the Blazers in the and 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 the rest of the Western Conference. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the other trade rumors going on right now in the NBA, and we'll look ahead to Wednesday night's game back at the Moda Center against the Chicago Bulls. But first, the victory on Tuesday night against the Los Angeles Clippers. I thought it was an impressive win, even though the final score doesn't look that impressive. The Blazers were up by double digits in the fourth quarter. Looked like they had taken control of this game. They were in control of this game for most of it. Their lead actually got to as high as 22 points, and they were up by 14 in the final minutes of the in the about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Clippers made a run, and Lou Williams kind of started to get things going. They were running the floor. They were getting good looks. The Blazers were fortunate that a lot of the looks that the Clippers got down the stretch, they weren't able to cash in. There were a couple of uh, dodge bullets from Lou Williams and Milos Teodosic, and things got a little tight. Uh, The the Clippers got the lead down to six points, and then Nurkic got a put back, and Nurkic had a huge game tonight in a big matchup against DeAndre Jordan, a guy that has been rumored to be connected with the Blazers, according to the New York Times, uh, as the the Clippers continue to trade guys off from their old core, and and Nurkic had that put back, but then Evan Turner, who did not have a good offensive night for the most part, made a huge defensive play on Lou Williams, stripped the ball down by the baseline on the Clippers basket, and then the Blazers went off in transition, a Minu fast break dunk to give the Blazers a 10-point lead once again. And after that, it felt like the game was kind of iced, and Dame had another nice steal down the stretch of the game to help kind of really put it away, but that Turner play was really solid, and... Again, evidence that 
this team has been doing pretty well with Evan Turner, and while it's been tough, the the time that he's had here has been tough for the majority of it, he's really found a sweet spot with this starting lineup, and that lineup was the lineup that the Blazers closed with at the end of the game. Dame, CJ, Evan Turner, Aminu, and Nurkic, and... Those guys held it down and and really sealed the deal in this game when the Clippers got back in it. And uh, I, I was really impressed with this win. It could have been an opportunity for a trap game. The, the Clippers just traded Blake Griffin. None of the guys from the trade were available to play for the Clippers tonight. And, and still, the, the Blazers were able to take care of business and get a road win. Now they come back home for a back-to-back, which is going to be difficult before they go on an Eastern Conference road trip. But they took care of business tonight against a shorthanded opponent, and th- they did what they're supposed to do in this situation, and that is beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And th- that has been hard at times for the Blazers this season. It's been less hard as of late, though. And with that win, the Blazers are now in sixth place in the Western Conference, and they're a game and a half behind the Oklahoma City Thunder for fifth place. So important wins. They they jump ahead of the Pelicans now. They're a game up on New Orleans in the standings, and they're you know going to be in a fight now. And and, and Minnesota it can can chase the. The Spurs and, and the Spurs, who knows if they're going to have Kawhi Leonard later in the year, uh, all this stuff. So if they can stay within this range, you know, they might be able to have a series where uh, they can advance. And so uh, obviously the injuries have sucked in the Western Conference, but these this is this is a real thing the blazers have a chance to get in a series where they have a chance to win and uh they need to win games like they did tonight to do that and dame led the blazers with 28 points in this one and seven assists as i mentioned nurk had a huge night 14 points and 20 rebounds which his 20th rebound was literally at the buzzer and it was pretty hilarious to see him jump and and secure the ball just to make sure he got that 20th rebound. I thought that was great. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe he was playing to prove a point. Maybe he doesn't want to get traded. Maybe he doesn't want DeAndre Jordan to come and take his spot. And who could blame him? And, and this is one of the things about Nurk that I've always, that I've kind of realized is that when, when the stakes are up, he kind of steps up. And uh, I almost wonder if the, you know, not, I don't know, I think the DeAndre stuff leaked on purpose because that's not what Olshay does. But, uh I do think maybe it, it might have motive. I think it motivated him a little bit, kind of like last year when the the Nuggets came to town, and uh, I thought he had a good game against Denver uh, a couple of weeks or last week, excuse me. So Nurkic playing up to the competition once again, uh, that was really solid and something that the Blazers need. They need consistency from Nurk. They need him to bring that effort every night, and that has been one of the tough things for. The Blazers this season is not being able to count on Nurk from a night-to-night basis with terms of with regards to consistency. Aminu had 11 points, 10 rebounds, including that dunk down the stretch of the game. Evan Turner, as I mentioned, not a great shooting night. C.J. McCollum did not have a great shooting night either, but C.J. McCollum did make three three-pointers, and the Blazers as a whole 
were saved by the three-point shot tonight. They shot 43% from three, but they shot only 37% from the field overall. So they needed that long-range shot to go. Other than that, they did not have much going in this one. The the Clippers played solid defense without Blake Griffin. They made the Blazers work, but the Blazers were able to make enough long-range shots to make it not matter. And this is, like I said, one of the. This is the type of win that you need to secure your place in the playoff race. And if Portland wants any hope of catching Oklahoma City, which I didn't think there was much hope, but now without Roberson, there's a little less margin for error for the Thunder. They're, the Blazers have a chance, and and they've they've beaten the Thunder twice already this season. So the the tiebreaker at the worst is going to be a wash. So, and and if the Blazers beat the Thunder one more time, when they face, I think they face again, they face each other again in in March. If they meet again one more time, and the Blazers win that, then they have the tiebreaker, and all they have to do is 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 tie, is tie the Thunder and. Uh, if if they can get you know this type of consistent play from the rest of the supporting cast that they've been getting, Shabazz has been great. Ed Davis has been great. Ed Ed Davis again had a big play in this one when the the, the Clippers were kind of making a run. Gets an offensive board. He had fourteen points and nine boards. Then you have Zach Collins, who you know his numbers weren't great, but I mean weren't like blowing you away. But he had some some great moments in this one. Had a sweet lefty hook that just missed that got me excited. I'm a, I love a good post move, and uh, it looked pretty smooth. Also, the lefty hook, even though it didn't go in. And overall, I, I was pretty impressed with Zach Collins, and have been impressed with Zach Collins, and. I'll talk a little bit more about him in the next segment. The Blazers have the Chicago Bulls tomorrow at the Moda Center. And we'll talk about the trade impact. We'll talk about the trade rumors and and, and also kind of how Zach Collins plays into that. Uh, one quick thing, though. It is Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network, so be sure to come and play Draft with us on the Draft apps. Go to your app store search draft it's the best daily fantasy sports app out there there's no salary cap there's only a draft where you pick five players and you just pick the best team you can preset your rankings which is what i do sometimes especially if you're worried about your internet cutting out or your service coming cutting out you can set your rankings to make sure that you get the guys that you want to get and the best thing about it is that when you win, you get paid and you get your money the next day on draft. And it's super easy. It's super convenient. A really fun way to play daily fantasy sports. There's no salary caps. There's no guys with algorithms that are figuring out you know, a bunch of different ways to, to find the best team at the right budget. There's no budget. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's just a draft. You pick five guys. You pick the best team, and you try and win, and you try and win cash. And for my listeners, you can use promo code LONBA to get a free entry in your first time on draft. So use promo code LONBA and sign up for draft today. So, uh, Blake Griffin got traded yesterday, Monday, I guess two days from now. 
uh, when you're listening to this on Wednesday. He got traded for Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Boban Marjanovic, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. That first-round pick is top four protected, so basically if the Clippers lose at a historic rate and then a bunch of teams also suddenly start winning, the uh, Pistons will get to keep that pick. I don't think that's going to happen. But a lot of that trade got a lot of people talking, and I I know some people have wondered, okay, well, could they have traded CJ? Could, Could they have done a CJ McCollum trade for... Blake Griffin, and would you have done that? I probably would not do that. Uh, If you had to ask me if you would do CJ or Blake Griffin, uh, it would have to be some more to that deal for me to to, to part ways with CJ. Blake Griffin would balance the roster a little bit more, which I know is a, a thing that a lot of people do. He would give the Blazers a true power forward, but his contract is is massive, and... He's also, uh, you know, a pretty big injury risk at this point. And CJ had some injury problems earlier in his career, but he's mostly been durable ever since he's become a big minute guy for the Blazers. And I, I wouldn't do that trade because I think also CJ fits really well with Dame, and on also on nights that. Dame doesn't have it. CJ can come pick it up, which is not to say that Blake Griffin can't do that because Blake Griffin is phenomenal. Blake Griffin's a great player when he's healthy. One of the most fun players to watch in the league when he's healthy. But I don't think that, first of all, I don't think that the Blazers would have wanted to give up CJ in such a deal, and that's probably what they would have had to do to get Blake Griffin. I don't think Blake Griffin was on the table for the Blazers for a first and a second and Mo Harkless and Ed Davis, and I, I, I don't, I don't think that that deal was out there. You know, Mo Harkless, Ed Davis, and uh, Myers Leonard. You know, it, it would not have been a, a deal that the I don't think the Blazers had the pieces for that deal, outside of giving up CJ, and so to and giving up CJ is a non-starter. Uh, I think Chris Haynes said the other day uh, with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 that both those guys are off the table and I understand why they love playing with each other they've gotten better the defense has improved they can still probably get better and even though CJ has had kind of a tough season with his mid-range shots he's still bringing a ton of value to the Blazers with his three-point shooting his ball handling his playmaking and I, I, I don't think you can break that up. And I think this team is so much, as much as it is Dame, I think it's both Dame and CJ put the imprint on this team. And I, I would not have done that. So it also affects the Blazers from the standpoint that the Clippers are clearly taking a step back here in the, uh, in the postseason race. And they were kind of the only team in the Western Conference that was left out of these eight teams that are currently in it, or nine teams, excuse me, that I think had a chance to kind of jump into the race. But now I, I don't see them doing that. They're apparently trying to move DeAndre Jordan. They're apparently trying to move Lou Williams. This has been reported all over the NBA media 
you know, landscape that they're trying to move those two guys. And so if they move those two guys, I mean, they're definitely taking a huge step back. If they hold on to them, they'll still kind of be in it. But I think we saw tonight, you know, they still haven't had Tobias Harris in uniform, which he's having a really good season. So maybe that changes things. But the the Clippers, I, I think, especially if they trade DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams, I think are kind of out of it. And that makes things a little bit easier on the Blazers and the rest of the teams trying to make the playoffs to to not worry about kind of falling out of it. And then it just becomes a race to avoid being in the eighth spot so that you don't have to play the Warriors, to avoid being in the seventh spot so you don't have to play the Rockets. James Harden just had 60 points in a triple-double tonight, which is insane. Uh, and this is also a reason why, e- even though Blake Griffin got traded, uh, that race to kind of avoid the seventh and eighth seed is, is why you see the Pelicans trying to get Nikola Miritich, which was rumored as a done deal today. I think it still could probably get done. Woj reported that the, the deal uh, quote-unquote fell apart, but they're still talking. I think it still could definitely get done, especially because the Pelicans, apparently the holdup is that they don't want to pick up Miritich's team option, which I, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to do that. But they... All these teams are, are going to be fighting, but now I think I think the Clippers are definitely out of that race. And now the Pelicans uh, are, are trying to stay afloat without DeMarcus Cousins. Another question that I have brought up is, would you give up a first-round pick for Miritich? And the, the rumored trade today was Omer Ashik and a first-round pick to the Bulls for Miritich. Basically, you'd be ha- trying to find a salary dump and a first-round pick for Miritich. I don't know what salaries the Bulls would want from the Blazers. Is it Myers Leonard? Is it Mo Harkless? I don't. I, I don't think I would give up Mo Harkless uh, for Miritich. I think it's more important to have another defender, especially if the if something happens to Aminu or or Turner. Some some of these guys that have played really good D I, I, and 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 Harkless to his credit has been pretty good in the minutes that he's played when he's been called upon even though he's kind of lost his spot even though he's lost his spot in the rotation so I I think Harkless you know he he's not a great shooter but Miritich for his career he he's shooting forty three percent right now which is insanely far away from his numbers I think he's a 36% three-point shooter for his career so he's having an outlier type of season and he's not a good defender which around this team you don't you can't really sacrifice defense unless you're you have a star offensive player and Miritich is not a star so uh I wouldn't I, I don't think I'm interested in Miritich either I think it's better to and especially with the way Zach Collins has played. If you're bringing in Mirantich, you're bringing in a guy who's going to come off the bench, who's going to take minutes away from Zach Collins, who continues to play well, continues to get better, and I don't really think giving up a first-round pick is worth compromising the growth of Zach Collins because 
the growth of Collins is is just too important to the overall health of the franchise, and I think it's it, it's also been a nice little wrinkle for this team. So uh, enough about Miritich uh, in the trade context. We're going to talk about Miritich in the context of the Bulls and the Blazers' opponent tomorrow or tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, the Chicago Bulls at the Moda Center. So the Bulls are bad. Uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any news to you, letting you know that the Chicago Bulls are not a good team. And for all we know, Miritich could be traded before the game even happens. <laughs> so that is, is also something to consider when listening to this. So Miritich is, is being dangled in trade talks. He was almost traded to New Orleans today, and he's on the trip with the team he's going to be with the team so he could very well play tomorrow for the bulls but uh there's also a very big possibility that he will not play for them chris dunn was a really big problem for the blazers in their last meeting on new year's day which was a 124 120 blazers win that snapped the seven game home win streak but dunn is still in the nba's concussion protocol he will not play in this game. He, if you saw the, the screenshots of it, or maybe if you watched that game, he, he hit the, the deck hard. He lost a couple of teeth. It was a really nasty fall after a slam dunk for him, and it, it was just brutal because he's been having a really nice season, making it not look so bad that the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler. He really was doing a nice job for them, and, and like I said, it w- was a big problem against the Blazers. He was their leading scorer in that game on New Year's Day. And and now the the Blazers have one less guy to worry about. Jaron Grant is in at point guard and, and Grant is not really a true point guard. And so they're they're really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point for the Bulls. So the Blazers are dodging a bullet. They obviously dodged Blake Griffin tonight and the the other Pistons that they acquired then they're also the Bulls are also going to be without Lori Markinen, who's had a wonderful season. He's not with the team on this trip to Portland. So uh, Blazers dodging guys left and right for the Chicago Bulls. So the Blazers getting maybe a little bit of a break here on the schedule before they head out on their Eastern Conference road trip. Robin Lopez, reliable, good rebounder, as you know. Zach Levine, though, is back in the lineup for the Bulls, who was not ready to play when the Blazers were in Chicago earlier this month. This is going to be, I I think this is also potential for a trap game right before they go on a road trip, but perhaps the fact that they played on the road already, perhaps they're in that road trip mindset, they'll just be getting to sleep in their own bed uh, before the game. But Levine is back in the lineup. He's still shaking some rust off after coming back from a torn ACL. So, uh, like I said, the Blazers dodging some bullets, not the Bulls I think that they faced a couple of weeks ago, but uh, still an NBA team, and maybe this is the game Zach Levine finds it, and and when Zach Levine gets hot, he he, he can get hot with the best of them in the NBA. So, uh, interesting game tomorrow. A big game before they head out on their road trip against some really good Eastern Conference opponents. I mean, this game, it's not huge on the schedule. It doesn't stand out because the Bulls are not good. But 
their upcoming road trip is is going to be really difficult. I mean, they've got at the Raptors on Friday, who have the second best record in the Eastern Conference. Then you have the Celtics, who are the best team in the East, on Sunday at 9 a.m. local time here. And then you've got Detroit at the end of a back-to-back on Monday, and by then the Pistons will have Blake Griffin in the lineup. So a really brutal stretch on this East Coast road trip coming up. So Portland needs to take care of business at home once again before they head out on this trip against the two best teams in the East and then the Pistons with Blake Griffin. So uh, keep it locked here on Lockdown Blazers. We'll be back after Wednesday's game, looking ahead to that Eastern Conference road trip. And tell your friends, subscribe, leave a five-star review if you could be so kind, and we'll catch you later. Keep it locked. And until then, 